Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. Well, happy Trinity Sunday, a day devoted to the essence of who God is. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity, as the hymn sings out. God is revealed to us as one God. Jesus declared this when he was asked, which is the greatest commandment? He said, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. God is also revealed to us in three persons, fathers. We can see this in our second reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's the Son, the love of God, the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you, one in three, the three in one. This was expressed in the creed of St. Athanasius from the late 4th century, which is found in our prayer book beginning on page 864. If you have a prayer book at home, I encourage you to read that sometime today. What I want to focus on concerning the Trinity today, though, is the way that God is described as unity. In the creed, it says that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. In a similar way, later in the creed, it declares so that in all things, the unity in Trinity and the Trinity in unity is to be worshiped. This is affirming that God is one. We do not worship three gods. We worship one God, a God who is the very essence of unity. And in that, we worship. God has called us to be in unity too. The final prayers of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before our Lord was arrested, there were they, prayers that he said for his disciples and all believers to come that we would all be one just as Jesus and the Father are one. In Ephesians, St. Paul reminds us of the unity of our faith when he writes, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And when we understand that God is with us through all and in all, we can follow the guidance of the Spirit no matter what comes our way. Unity of our faith following the Holy Spirit, even in the most difficult of times. I recently read a post on social media from a friend of mine. His name is JJ. He's the director of, over at Camp Wingman, our diocesan camp. He shared some words written by a woman named Leslie Dwight. She wrote this. <clears throat> What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change 
work for change, become the change, a year we finally band together instead of pushing each other apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. And I think that's a powerful message. Not just because it is a positive outlook, not just because it's a great approach to, to life, although the first four verses of James chapter one are very similar in regards to persevering through trials, but I think it really resonates with us as Christians because it mirrors our calling as Christians. When we are led by the Spirit, no matter the circumstances, no matter the chaos, even when there is pain and fear, God can guide us to do amazing things. Let me share a story with you of how the Spirit leads us, how the Trinity us, even in the midst of chaos. <clears throat> a couple of weeks into this virus time that we're still in early in April, as people around our state were beginning to lose their jobs, I remember having a conversation with one or two, maybe three people, and one of those people was Deacon Kim. And I mentioned that we need to do something. I see these long lines for food on television and on the internet, and I mentioned maybe we can have a food drive of some sort. Uh, Lake Cares Food Pantry was running low, and maybe we could cook some spaghetti meals. We, um, I don't know, we gotta do something. We need to do something to help our community. And then people began to, to mention to me that if we get the stimulus money, that they would like to donate it or part of it to help people in our community. And so we waited and prayed, contemplated, we talked, and Deacon Kim and I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit toward having a spaghetti dinner. Well, one problem, actually a couple problems. We don't know how to cook for 100 plus people. <laughs> how do you do that? More problems. What if we run out of beef, like the news was projecting? What if we don't have the money? Will people volunteer in this virus time, or are people too scared to come out and help? How will we get the word out to know for people to come? Well, I called my friend Rick Pirtle, who cooks our community dinners. I thought, well, I'll check with him and see what advice he could give. Deacon Kim reached out to Carol Jaskolsky. We began to pull the idea together. People started donating money, and when they heard about the mission idea, we spread the word through the Lake Cares food pan, and we took a step of faith the first week came. And we didn't have a, that great of a showing. But we had a guest come that night from First United Methodist across the street right over here, Janet Westlake, and she mentioned taking the extra meals seven blocks north of here and hand them out to folks that we find. And so we did. We took out about 30 meals up the road, prayed for a few folks, and gave out some meals, letting them know that Jesus loves them, and here's a free spaghetti meal for you. The next week came, and Deacon Kim reached out through the city. They came and took some pictures and started advertising for us. The first night, we gave out 65-plus meals. The second night, we gave out 85-plus meals. The last three Thursdays, we gave out over 100 meals a night. We had over $6,000 raised for these outreaches. We gave families $20 Publix gift cards to help them out. In all, we gave 475-plus meals over those five evenings. We took 
dozens of prayer requests. We saw tears in people's eyes as they experienced the love of God. But there's more to the story. The Spirit was still weaving this story together. A lady named Misty from the city wanted to volunteer, and she came for the weeks, the second, the third, and the fourth weeks. Well, on the third week, she went with the team that was taking meals seven blocks north of here. And she saw what we were doing, and she told Deacon Kim, I got to connect you with someone I know. And so she did, and that person was Pastor Bobby Rowe. He's the pastor at Saving Faith Baptist Church. And he came himself and helped serve. We served 50 meals from his church parking lot. We felt a connection in ministering together. And so far, we have talked about helping with his grab-and-go snacks for the youth in the neighborhood where they're at. We are looking to partner with him to have free lunches distributed in that neighborhood to the youth because they can't make it to the library or to some of the camps. We are looking at other joint outreaches, bringing our churches together for a, for a joint picnic in the future. And it was Bombi Rowe who talked with the city of Mount Dora and the Mount Dora Police Department about having a walk for peace, love, and unity yesterday, where he invited me to speak. All that because we thought it would be helpful to serve a meal of spaghetti. And I don't think the Holy Spirit is done with the story yet. I can't wait to see what's next. But I can tell you this. If I would have thought, well, let's do a spaghetti dinner, and then I'll get an opportunity to speak in front of hundreds of people with the city. That was not the idea. <laughs> it was just the subtle leading of the Holy Spirit, opening doors through our church's faithfulness. This is the call to follow the Spirit ministering the good news of the kingdom of God. But let me tell you, though, the enemy of our faith doesn't like it. He wants to steal it and destroy it and kill it. As it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour faith. There is an enemy who is real. And St. Paul reminds us that the enemy is not flesh and blood. He writes in his letter to the Ephesians, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If the enemy of this world can get us to focus on things that are not of the kingdom of God, then he can cause animosity and tension and struggle and fear. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Anything we place above seeking first the kingdom of God, there's a name for that in the scriptures, and it's called idolatry. Fear. Fear can be idolatry, and it can stop us from moving forward. Jealousy can be idolatry, and it can cause rage and anger. Even politics, the meta-narrative of our day, the lens that 
so many people look through first as the first filter is politics so often. It can be idolatry. And it can cause us to turn against each other, limiting our impact. We need to seek first the kingdom of God. What we need is the unity of our faith to mirror the unity of the Trinity, to be consumed by the one spirit. We are not all going to agree on everything, and that's frankly, that's okay. Hopefully we are gracious about that. But we should all be striving to seek first the kingdom of God. And the best way to seek the ways of Jesus, the best to soak ourselves in holy scripture and pray. And when we pray, pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Fill us with the fire of your love. And boldly, we move forward remembering the promises of God, such as the last line from our gospel reading where Jesus said, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that includes the year 2020. May we continue to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and continue the story that God is giving our church. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.